Welcome to the Inventory Professional Podcast, brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports. Join us as we discuss the latest news, legislation, and all things property, hosted by our very own inventory expert, Sean Hemming Metcalf. With regular special guests, listen in to our open and honest discussions about the role of the inventory professional and how to navigate through this ever-changing, fast-paced industry. Welcome to the Inventory Professional with me, Sean, and my co-host, Melissa. And today we have a special guest, Ewan Dixon from Cherry Tree Inventories. Welcome, Ewan. Thank you, Sean. Hello to you. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Yes, good. Thank you. Welcome, Ewan. Thank you, Melissa. Hello to you. Great. Um, lovely to have you both on today's podcast. Um, one of the things I'm going to set, do straight away for everybody that's listening is that this situation with COVID-19, with everything that's going on, it, everything is evolving at such a rapid pace. The likelihood of what we're going to talk about today will probably all have changed, maybe even by this afternoon, because we're expecting the Chancellor to make a, a, a very big announcement about how they're going to help self-employed people, which in the most part as infantry professionals that's exactly what we are so just bear in mind that you know we're going to be talking now but maybe in a couple of hours time this could all change and with the time taken to get the editing done on the podcast etc so um things might um then be quite different to how how you know things go beyond and forward from um later today so just bear that in mind but um, let's talk about where we are now. And one of the reasons um, Ewan is joining us is because Ewan and I um, connected on LinkedIn today, didn't we, Ewan? Uh, we did indeed, yes. Yes, we did. So what was your reasons for um, connecting with me and, and sending me a message? Well, my main concern, obviously, at the moment is um, where it seems um, lots of people have ceased operations um, in four at the moment. My main concern with you really, Charm was hoping to get some some information on how you feel um, we should be communicating with either current clients that we have or with potential new clients without without seeming sort of ignorant to the government guidelines. Uh, if if that makes sense to you, I'm sure it does. Yeah, I, I think I know what you mean. Are you kind of like saying about? How one obviously, how do we advise our current client base, bearing in mind what's happening and and whether we're actually operating as inventory clerks, what advice we should be giving them, and and they then should also be thinking about us and our safety and welfare, but also potentially, yeah, looking for new clients, bearing in mind that some people aren't operating, whereas we are, but in a very diminished capacity. Does, does that sound about right? It does, Sean. Um, pretty much, uh, you know. You, you, You've got it nailed on there. It's it is a sense of just just sort of um, adhering to uh, to what's been laid out to us, um, but just sort of carrying on, you know, business as usual without sort of seeming like we are um, just treading out, you know, stepping out and uh, and and making contact with tenants and letting agents um, sort of just just making sure that we aren't. Um, you, you, you know, as I say, just being ignorant of the guidelines, um, but without also potentially losing any future clients by, by not being able to engage with them, if, if, that's, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, I know exactly what you mean. Funny yeah. enough, Melissa, you, you and I were talking about it just, just literally about an hour or so ago. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, because everything is so fast moving, it's really hard to know 
how it all sort of fits together there's guidelines that have changed in the you know the last couple of days but there's people's interpretation of that as well and i'm hearing very different things from different agents i know a few clerks have completely ceased because they think that that's what they should be doing um so it's piecing it all together really as you know some definitive guideline as to what we should really be doing and sort of like say you don't necessarily want to turn down work from an agent because that's our interpretation of the guidelines and then find someone else but you don't want to be in breach of the um guidelines as it were itself that's correct yes that's right that's exactly my point yeah it's a very, it's, it's, it's a real difficult situation without a doubt. I mean, on the one hand, you've got government guidelines and at the end of the day, it's about saving lives as they, as the government's quite rightly saying, this is about taking the pressure off the NHS, making sure people aren't connecting aren't, are self, and are self-isolating so that, you know, the uh, spread of this virus is, is minimised as much as possible because we know, I mean, I, I, before the uh, call was um, started, I was looking at today's um, headline news and just looking at the figures coming out of Italy and out of Spain, etc. Uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't paint a worrying picture. It is a worrying picture. And obviously anything we can do to minimise that is exactly what we should be doing just as human beings, just as individuals. But then again, we've also then got the pressure, as you say, Ewan, about your current client base keeping it, not seeing it going off to someone else who is operating. Obviously, at the moment, we don't really have um, any idea of whether we're going to get any government advice and support in regards to both financial, but also being a bit more clear on what we can and can't do. Because like you said, uh, Melissa, interpretation, it, it, it's just it seems so wide and so grey. It's so, so difficult. And a lot of people, um, as you say, are stopping other people, including myself to a certain degree, are carrying on. But I mean, certainly within my situation, um, we've got diminished cap uh, capacity because we've got clerks self-isolating quite rightly. So we're just doing the absolute bare minimum that is required, that is really needed to, to effectively stop people from becoming homeless, you know, the ones that are trapped in between. But even then, um, the, the, there's a lot of kind of conversation that I'm seeing online saying you shouldn't even be doing that. Um, but then you've got the government saying um, that, you know, certain moves can go ahead, certain types of work can still happen, like maintenance and um, other urgent issues etc addressed by the landlord or by the agent and one of those is interpreted as being moving you know if you're between houses and you can't go back you need to go forward and we can help facilitate that um but it's a very very difficult situation and most people are really are doing also taking the guidelines and just trying to interpret them as the best they can that fits them personally but adhering to all of the health and safety aspects of it it's it's just so so difficult um i don't even know if there's a right or wrong answer apart from literally just stopping and isolating and that's it but then financially how do we all cope yeah exactly i mean and how do we go forward financially with it like i said you do you don't want to shoot yourselves in the foot by rejecting work um and seemingly that would start to filter off now anyway if most agents are operating on the basis that they only conclude lets that have already been agreed um, and no new properties are going to be viewed then you would think that it would taper off but i mean i've seen quite a few agents now start sort of um posting online about doing virtual viewings 
Um, in which case they are operating by the guidelines, I suppose, because their offices are closed, they're doing it from home, they're doing virtual, but actually that then still necessitates our role. And, um, you know, it's that fine line between whether we're doing necessarily something wrong that we shouldn't be doing or whether that's still allowed to go ahead. Um, I just where I live, I've seen a lot of police stopping people and querying them to say sort of where are you going, what are you doing. I, I personally asking, haven't. Sorry, sorry. Yes, I suppose you're asking if is it essential? Yes, that's it. Yeah, is it essential? I mean, I personally haven't been stopped, but I know a friend that works in an agency. They do um, inventories in house. And she mentioned that their clerk was stopped outside a property and quizzed as to why you here is not essential. And then the police um, seemingly took photographs as well of sort of the situation, the clerk at the property in their car. And I kind of thought, well, if, if their interpretation is that we shouldn't be doing it, um, should we be, you know, should we be doing it? But from from the guidelines, it doesn't seem like they're saying we shouldn't. No, because the guidelines do say um, if you can't work from home and our work by the very nature of it cannot be done at home we have to go to the property yes yeah that's it exactly and it's you know leading back to that financial situation if we are allowed to do it and we're comfortable to do it um then you know maybe we should be carrying on with it anyway especially if the agents are providing you know the work i mean i've been contacted by a private landlord today as well to say their agency um, that they would use through sort of like a tenant find isn't isn't operating at the moment um, and would I do it and it's you know it's whether we're taking on that new work as well yeah yeah exactly and I think that's what you were alluding to um, earlier at Ewan is exactly what do we do about that I mean from your point of view how are you managing that at the moment well I think uh, Melissa just made a good point there it's um, I myself have had uh, calls from uh, letting agents um, and, uh, and they basically said, are we still operational to do checkouts? Uh, they were quite specific on the checkouts. Uh, no other, no, no like inventory reports on makes as such. And th- this was, the, one of them was yesterday. And obviously I did say, say at this moment in time, we are still operating. Um, we will go, uh, obviously uh, keep close, uh, keep an eye closely on the government guidelines. We will still operate and take into consideration all the health and safety, you know, precautions, like you've mentioned in your previous podcasts, the gloves, the masks, um, shoe covers, uh, collecting of keys in in uh, specific pickup points, or if I, so, taking all those into all that into consideration, um, limiting social contacts on um, on. Transport, obviously, we're based in London and West Essex, so a lot of ours will be using the underground, um, which, again, just, just again raises the, the, the moral question. Um, there is the financial aspect. Obviously, I don't want to be turning down new clients asking me to uh, to do checkouts. It does seem like, obviously, that the, the people that done the make or the interim reports have probably ceased all operations at this moment in time while they're seeking out a new inventory clerk but uh, just again it's just the moral the moral aspects of this you don't want to be sort of advertising like you're just carrying on regardless Um, but it's just such a difficult situation to be in Sean as as we said it is 
Yeah, no, it is. I mean, I suppose if you break it down into very, very simplistic terms, the government has said, unless it's essential, unless you cannot do that work from home, then you shouldn't be going out. That That is that is exactly what they're saying. And obviously, like you say, going out on public transport, especially the tubes, watching what was happening yesterday on the news, that is not good for anybody. And again, you only have no. to go back to what Italy is going through right at the moment. And even they said on the news today, they can't believe that we'll, we are still having people do that. But quite rightly, they also then went to some people say, well, I haven't got you know, the funds to not work. If I don't work, I'm not going to get any help. What am I meant to do? So everybody, a lot of these people are stuck in this quandary. What do you do? But again, yeah. if you take it to its literal terms, no, we shouldn't be out. Yes. You know, we're not essential. However, interpreting the government guidelines, it says if you cannot, if you have to go out and you cannot do it from home, which effectively that's where we are. So for me at the moment, and I'm literally watching the guidelines watching the news being on top of everything as much as I possibly can I'm saying what I'm doing is like you, you both are doing overshoes gloves sanitizer no tenant contact I've had one client go oh you know I want you to do a, um, a checkout a tenant wants to meet you and it's like no it's not happening and it's like well I can't get the keys to you not my problem that is not happening it's not safe for them it's not safe for me simple as so no contact I'm doing reports as early as possible in the morning so sorting the keys the day before to make sure I've got everything um getting in getting done and and basically getting out again and being very careful I think one concern that I really have for all infantry providers is the issue of checkout because one we don't know whether there was any problems in regards to health with those tenants checking out and bearing in mind what government understands at the moment and again because it's such a new issue there is um, conflicting advice and evidence about how long the virus potentially might stay on surfaces realistically should we be doing checkouts the day after should we be not looking at at least 72 hours which from what I can understand at the moment is the longest period from where the virus might still be active on a metal surface for argument's sake I don't know if you guys have heard that yeah so I um, have heard sort of the incubation period of it and it is a worrying point um not only because i think agents are aware as well just um due to the nature of the work always schedule a moving quite close to a checkout yeah um so there's pressure from them to go in sooner but also you've got to look at you know what's the next step there that they're letting tenants move in um sooner and is is the property going to be thoroughly cleaned i mean obviously for us it, it won't be at the stage we go in but for the new people moving in as well with what's happening at the moment are cleaners even really um on hand to to be doing such thing and it almost needs like we said sort of a direct um this is what you need to do but if we are all allowed to still um, keep operating I think we need further guidelines to that that perhaps because obviously people don't show symptoms from what I'm hearing to maybe sort of five days to a week afterwards um, that everything needs to have sort of a thorough deep clean in between tenancies um, and then you know that be something that is a necessity and needs to be happened and is monitored 
Yeah, and I think this is the I think this is the point you you raised certainly uh, um, on our message earlier on. You and is the fact that we don't have that clear guidance. I'm not really seeing any clear guidance from the government. I'm not seeing it from Arla. I'm not seeing it really from AIIC. I know AIIC put out a um, uh, LinkedIn post earlier on, and it was just basically regurgitating everything we kind of like know anyway. What I would like to have seen is very kind of firm. The, you're our members, this is what we're saying you should and shouldn't be doing, bearing in mind the um, government guidelines. But I think everybody, to be fair to both bodies, are a bit worried because if they say something and then from that something happens, maybe someone gets ill uh, or, you know, or God forbid, actually passes away because they've caught the virus, because of they were taking the advice you know, it puts everybody in a real difficult position. So I think we're kind of like left to get on with it. That That's my feeling at the moment. Yes, Sean, it does. As you say, I, I've been uh, keeping an eye on, on um, you know, different sorts of information fed, um, but whether it's via letting agents as well as, uh, say, the AIIC, it's, it, it's, there just doesn't seem to be that sort of specific, yes, you can do this or no, you can't do that. It, mm. It's almost like, um, we are sort of at the, not not at the mercy as such of the of the letting agents or or our landlords, but obviously just going going on instruction as and when. Um, yeah. But we do have a duty of care to tenants and to ourselves and to the public. So um, yeah. it's it's quite an interesting topic, really. But um, no definitive answer. Yeah, it would it would have been nice to maybe have this conversation about something maybe less dangerous um but equally as interesting um but we are where we are i think for me i think it's about following the government guidelines um making sure you put all the protocols in place to keep everybody safe and you also like with me i've got clerks that work with me and it's down to them how they feel making sure that they've got all the, all the right equipment and if they don't feel comfortable, if they don't feel safe, then that's fine. You know, I don't think anybody should be pressured into doing anything that they don't want to do. Um, equally, I think it's about keeping on top of what the government guidelines say. I've got a feeling, looking what's happening in Europe at the moment, Spain and Italy being the main kind of epicenters, as it were, and the numbers that, that, that are coming out practically every single day of, of um, those that have sadly lost their lives over this virus, that I can honestly see a full lockdown. So literally, unless you are absolutely essential, everything else stops. And in a way, you, I think me and Melissa were talking about this earlier on, weren't we, about, you know, in a way, we'd rather someone actually say that because that takes a bit of the pressure off us and also it might then help with the government to decide on the financial package as well yeah absolutely i you know would would welcome that happening essentially so we all know where we stand and we're not letting down clients um mm. and you know from their expectations of what we should be doing so I think it would certainly help on that front. And I, I do think, I mean, certainly where I'm based in Southampton, it's kind of business as usual for people. I'm seeing a lot of people on the streets. I drove down a high street um, yesterday and it, there was traffic jams. There are so many people out. Um, I drove past an M&S food hall and it was like, you know, like it was barbecue weather. It was crammed there were people queuing for parking spaces and I think you know whilst certainly the majority of people seem to be taking it seriously other people think of this as a bit of a holiday you know the weather's nice now that they've kind of been guaranteed that some money's coming through <laughs> which you know ourselves we don't have that luxury no, people are just 
just gathering um I, again i was in a property um earlier in the week and it was later on in the afternoon and i could hear neighbors in their gardens all sort of congregating and having you know having a lovely time and people aren't sticking to the guidelines and so you know half of the country is kind of on this uh, you know partial working from home lockdown doing everything that they can and then there are people that are going out and having lovely days out I mean we all saw what happened at the weekend mm. um, I think it's was it Snowdonia somewhere had the most yes. visitors it's had ever which is just the most ridiculous thing <laughs> when you think what's happening that these are you know people's lives at stake um, and there's that sort of blase people think oh it won't happen to me and also, I think because a lot of the advice early on was it would happen to older people and people mm. with underlying health conditions that kind of everyone else thinks that they're immune to it or it will be a bit like a cold. Um, whereas, you know, we really don't know what it would be like at all. But people are willing to take that risk. Yeah. And 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 like you say, the whole issue about the age demographic of this was completely blown out of the water yesterday by the um, a few deaths where they were 18 and 21 and 34 and 47. So that whole idea that if you're 70 plus, you're the only ones that are going to potentially succumb and all the the younger generation thinking, well, it doesn't affect me. I, you know, you only had to watch the news again yesterday to see that that is just not the case. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, it did it did highlight the uh, the issues. It's, um, I think there was one with a five year old boy. He didn't he didn't um, uh, you know he didn't pass away from it, but he was he was uh, quite quite poorly. And as you say, yeah. the twenty one year old boy, yeah. no underlying health issues. Um, I think that hasn't helped because people's first um, information they received was it will only affect. Uh, the elderly and uh, and I think that has delayed seeping through to everyone that to say that, that information is is actually incorrect yeah no yeah. absolutely again just before we started talking you know watching the news looking at the pictures you know from Italy and the, to be honest with you let's be very blunt the coffins um, all lined yeah. up um, the fact that they're repurposing the Excel Centre probably the NEC and other big areas and they're not doing that because it makes great headline news, etc., or because they've got nothing better to talk about. These things are are going into place because clearly the government have got the modelling statistics to understand what's potentially coming forward for us based on what they've seen already in Europe. So, you know, I think that if that doesn't bring it home to you, I really don't know what will, in all honesty. Um, but again, no. I know it's such a struggle because on the other hand, you think I've got bills to pay, got um, you know shopping to buy. I've got to be able to support myself. And as we know, as as individual professionals, we are very much um, kind of held by what we can earn, by the fact that we'll get our invoices paid. I mean, that was another worry for me, especially with the bigger companies, you know, the high street ones where they are all shutting up shop. You know, would anybody actually even pay our invoices for next month? Can we see through the next month? So. I'm really hoping that this afternoon when the uh, Chancellor makes his uh, announcement on the press release for, you know, what kind of financial aid he's going to be offering to the self-employed, which we are, even though we're directors and business owners, we're, we're effectively employed by a company, but we're kind of like self-employed because we don't seem to fit into the employed status either, um, that we will get some kind of financial help. But and, until we see what that it looks like, you know, you know the the bullet points and and how it's all going to be done we just don't know so therefore we're still back in the same boat aren't we you and you know we've got to work until we either can't or told we can't 
Absolutely. Unfortunately, it is. Uh, it is. It's pretty much uh, just as just as you say. It's such a, a difficult situation. We have to work, um, but you have to just weigh it up morally, professionally. You know, it's just uh, just just no answers at the moment. Um, but bills do need to be paid. We don't get much much support, as you say, as sole traders or business owners. It's sort of like we're just left hanging in, uh, you know, in in a grey area as such. Yeah. So yeah. it'd be interesting to hear, as you say, if there's any further information on a on a um, on, on complete ceasing of operations for, for for certain businesses. You know, no no holds barred. Uh, the prime minister does his conference later on. Um, hopefully, there's a bit more clarity for us. Yeah, I think that's all we can hope for. And I think once we understand that, I mean, we'll, we'll get the detail. But then. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I always wait for for the for the news people to kind of like crunch all the numbers and put it into into exactly what that kind of like looks like, and then we'll have a better understanding. But I think in the meantime, I think as you've both said, uh, it's about being sensible, following the protocols, doing what you need to do, not necessarily what you can cram in and take on. I mean, I've heard of one company that are on our Facebook support group where they've literally said, look, we, you know. Our, you know, our clerks are, are important. We, we can't risk it. We're shutting. They've done that. All that work then has gone somewhere else. Of course, that's made them worry, which is absolutely understandable. But then yeah. is that other company taking on the, all that extra work, which means if they're taking it on over and above what they're already doing, they are going to be out more than maybe they should. They're going to be exposed more than they would need and should need to be. Is that a sensible thing to do? For me, I think it's about, you know, taking on an individual basis what you're comfortable with, following the government guidelines, putting every single protocol in place you can think of, especially in regards to the whole touching thing. Because I don't know about you today, even just going out, getting the key, uh, getting the keys in the envelope, sanitising it. But by the time you've gone in the property, touched the surfaces, but then you've got to open back up your car, get your um, wipes out, get the sanitizer out. And the amount of times you've touched different surfaces and then trying to backtrack and clean them all you know it's not until you do that you realize just how much transference is possible yeah absolutely I mean it, it really makes you think I was wearing my gloves the other day and I kept them on and I opened the car door and I thought oh I've touched the handle <laughs> and then I had to take the gloves off and then I thought oh I'm touching the handles of my bag and I've already touched those of the gloves and it, it, you know because again we don't have that much information about how this really works and how sort of potent it is on surfaces it just makes you think everything you touch um I did read something earlier on as well to say I mean I know we were doing the overshoes but there was an article saying leave your shoes outside a property now because it can be found on the soles um and stay there for you know for a certain amount of time and you sort of think I'm, I'm taking mine off when I get home and they're by the door but should I be doing more than that and it's, you know, it's a sort of a vicious cycle of all the things that you can be doing um, and all the ways it could go wrong, really. It's so easy to get hair in your face, you know, touch your face with your gloves on and you haven't, you know, haven't thought about that. And also, like you said, you, you, you've said about touching the car door, but by that point, you probably would have put your hand in your pocket, got your keys out. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I've been tr cleaning my keys as well. It is, it's never ending when you think about it. And there's that certain level of um, paranoia at this stage. <laughs> well, I, I think it's justified paranoia, I, you know, because they said it, this is not 
I mean, if if you were to say we would be in this position uh, um, four weeks ago, you would people would looked at you and gone, "You're mad! What are you on about?" You know, um, and and I think that's another problem. I think that people living sorry working from home, especially now, is the fact that. It, it, it's so overwhelming the enormity of what of what it all is not just about the impact on you as on a personal or a business level etc and all the problems that comes with it but it's just the whole sort of you know we're here as as a world as a nation as as, as people you know how the hell did we get here it, it, it in a way um the, the mental side the fatigue um that can set in it must be enormous certainly for some people who maybe um, don't have such good mental health so one of the things i'm trying to do certainly from the hub point of view is be available to talk to people share as much information as they can do but get people to to, to, do, to think about like routines um getting out in the garden if they've got one you know not spending every single minute watching the news you know trying to get some kind of routine so that you, you you're interspersing work with what you're do what you need to do um and also giving yourself some downtime and also not thinking that you, because it is your core work hours you've got to be doing something and if anybody's listening to this who knows me they'll be kind of looking at the screen there going oh you're a good one to talk because I am terrible you know if I'm not working I'm bored but I also do know and appreciate that there is a need to do that you need to give yourself a little bit of time off as well are you guys doing that well yeah I, I myself have literally been um pretty much uh, housebound for, uh, for for days um I am uh, popping out. I'm still sort of caring for my father in a sense. He, he's, a, he's an elderly man who, who literally is um, completely isolating. hasn't hasn't become ill or anything. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very difficult for me as well because I'm, I, I, you know, I can't be going out and, and sort of catching something and then potentially transmitting it over to, to my father or or getting ill. Myself. You know, if I get ill, we're, we're both in a, in a situation. So yeah. you have to weigh up. The- as well yeah. as a professional um but as you say you, you have to have downtime because not just about you know carrying on working and communicating and liaising etc but it is just mentally draining um mm. just 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 remembering how to change all your natural reactions and, and routines you know taking your shoes off when normally you, you might not do in your own house and you know when you've when you've taken your shopping out of a bag then washing your hands and then you put it away and then you think oh now i've got to it's 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 just so difficult to um, to sort of go against all your natural reactions, but mm. you do you do just have to find some downtime. You, you know, sitting indoors all day can can be uh, quite a challenge in itself. But it then when you add the stress of either caring for someone and trying to run a business, you have to weigh it up because it could be very detrimental in in many different ways. Yeah, no, I I totally I totally agree. I think you're completely right and. Also, remember, we have got the lockdown for three weeks. It's going to be reviewed in three weeks. I don't expect anything's going to change. If if I'm honest, I think it would be likely to be even more of a lockdown, i.e. literally no movement unless you absolutely have to. And, and again, that would then take potentially the pressure and the worry away from us in regards to what decisions we make. But then we need that financial help. Um, to you know stave off those issues because otherwise you're just replacing one worry with another so I'm really hoping that we will see something significant beneficial and that will be supportive of what we do and I think going forward the most we can do at the moment is be sensible follow guidelines be aware of others you know support each other more 
than anything else. I mean, I'm always saying to people, I'm on the end of a phone, I'm on the end of a text, I'm on the end of LinkedIn message, got the Facebook group, you know, I'm here. I might not be able to answer, you know, the, all the questions, but sometimes it's, you don't necessarily need an answer, you just need to maybe vent or just have that conversation, just so you can get it straight in your own head. And I, I think sometimes that's half the battle um, because if you've got no one to talk to or, you don't, or you're not talking to people in the industry that you work with. And to be fair, as I think inventory providers, we're, we pretty much work in silos. We we tend to keep keep to our patch, you know, don't share our sweets, as it were. Um, but I think now, more than ever, we just need to talk to each other and, and help and support each other as much as we possibly can, especially in the, with the lack of advice we're getting um, from, you know, our self-appointed bodies and the industry as a whole and ju and just try and do the best we can and I think that's all that anybody is doing right at this moment in time and I do think it helps as well to talk to people like you're saying like you know we might not have the answers but sometimes you've got sort of these reoccurring circles of thought and you get yourself worked up about it whereas even you know just today chatting and voicing what your own concerns are and what you're doing I think that helps put you at ease a little bit as well so to be able to sort of come together as a community as it were and just be able to chat to each other and hear what other people are doing just makes you feel less alone um, and understanding that maybe you know you're doing the right thing or there are other things that you can do to help your situation I think that helps because we're not all connected in an office way you know it's not like we've got a bunch of colleagues that we can have a chat to and see what everyone else is doing so I think that these sort of things really help that we can all get our thoughts clear in our own mind but also you know understand what other people are thinking as well yeah because quite often we're thinking and other people are thinking about it but then other people would think well am I thinking about it and is that reasonable? Am I being silly? And then if you hear someone else voice it, you think, oh, actually, no, I'm not being silly. No, no, I think that's quite a valid point. Um, I think the other thing is, is planning ahead. I mean, Ewan, what are you doing to plan ahead after this is all finished? Because we will come to an end on this. You know, we will get to a peak. It will um, go the opposite way and we will get back to work eventually. So have you got anything planned to kind of get yourself ready for that? Um <laughs> In all honesty, Sean, um, I haven't thought that far ahead just yet because it's just, you know, it's been so overwhelming. It's almost like you just, you know, we will get through it, but it's going to be a long time. Um, I think at this moment in time, all I will be doing is, you know, be liaising with the, uh, the, uh, the clients I've already got. Um, it, it's almost going to feel like to me that I'll more or less be starting again um as sort of as sort of blunt as it sounds it would just sort of be starting again from a fresh um in contact with your current clients and ensure that you know um let them know that you're there um and obviously keep doing that for the foreseeable um and then obviously start to ramp up the uh, the marketing or the um you, you know the, the seeking of potential new clients etc but it does almost feel like it will just be starting afresh um, when it's all over because um, you just don't know when it when it's going to be. And if you keep thinking, um, if I if I kept thinking about that now, the anxieties would creep in. 
Um, I'd be sitting there thinking, am I missing out on something? Am I overlooking something? Is there something else I should be doing? I just feel at that moment, at this moment in time, that's just something I'm bearing in mind, but yeah. not sort of yeah. looking too far ahead of. But it's a good point, Sean. It's, it's good that you've raised that. Um, I think it's it's got to be right for you, and you're quite right. It, it's what you can cope with right now, bearing in mind everything else that you and everyone else is dealing with and what what's comfortable for you that it's got to be that because otherwise like you said you won't cope you overwhelm yourself and it, it will be too much um but equally I would say you do need to keep yourself busy you do need to keep yourself focused to a certain degree we're all going to have a wobble uh, uh, you know give anybody would it, it, because the situation is just so unprecedented we, we're just not ready for it we, you know there's no prepping or anything it's just happened and yeah, we're just trying yeah. to cope the best way we can but I, I also know that if you kept busy if you're doing things but I'm not just saying work related I'm also saying you know getting some fresh air if you can um talk to people like we're doing now you know talking to your colleagues your counterparts your peers and and, and getting that support just knowing that none of us are on our own in this situation we're all here um and we're all we can do is just do our best and then hopefully once we get to the the other side of things and we can start planning as to what we're going to do next and then we can hopefully hit the ground running and 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 just have something positive to look forward to more than anything else i think would you agree melissa yes i, I you know i think i'm probably going to take this opportunity to um like a bit of a spring clean you know feel good about what i'm doing review some of my business processes do a bit of filing maybe you know prepare some social media posts for future um all those things they take your mind of what's happening but also will make me feel a little bit more positive about what i'm doing yeah um so i'm hoping that that's going to help and you know worst case scenario i purchased a ukulele a little while ago <laughs> so if we go complete lockdown <laughs> yes i think that i might just start learning ukulele or anything to take my mind of it and feel like i'm doing something um and that's all we can do is you know try and weather what's happening now and then see what future brings really you do realise now that I know that you're going to be um, trying that, I'm going to want some demonstrations of one video. Yes. How you do. <laughs> My husband was saying to me, he's like, "Do you think you'll be any good at it?" And I was like, "No," <laughs> but I will give it a go anyway. <laughs> well, well done, you doing that. Well, you've got to do something, haven't you? I'm uh, like you. I'm terrible. I'm bored. So I thought there's only so much cleaning I can do. You know, what, what else can I do if we do full lockdown? And I was like, well, I'll, I'll give learning an instrument a go. No, I think that's brilliant. Maybe that's what we should both do, you, and get a ukulele, though I have, I'm probably all fingers and thumbs at the best of times. Um, well, I, I think you're right. <laughs> you know, it's a good idea to do something. Um, a ukulele hasn't uh, exactly crossed my mind, but... Um, <laughs> Oh, see there you uh, are you're part of the band now so absolutely i think that is brilliant i think that is brilliant well i think that's a, a brilliant um point and way to um finish today's podcast thank you so much for your time uh, melissa and ewan Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. I'm hoping that some of what we just, just discussed uh, has helped. 
Um, but it doesn't just stop here. You know, we're going to be doing more podcasts. We're going to be doing webinars. As you know, I, I talk a lot. <laughs> I, I always talk a lot. But equally, if it's useful and it's helpful and if it helps one person, that's great. Um, and I'm thinking constantly of ways that, you know, I can help other businesses to, so that, you know, we can get up and running. And like you quite rightly saying, you and make sure that your clients know you're still there you're still available as and when possible and that you know one thing when these things kind of sort themselves out and we get to the other end that you know you're ready and willing and able to carry on and provide the best service that you've you've always provided and I'm sure they'll get some um, a lot of reassurance from knowing that you are there and that um, we'll be able to pick things up afterwards and when things start getting back to a bit of normality because there's going to be a huge amount of work to do people are still moving students have still got to check out people still got to move in so um, there's going to be a huge rush to get a lot of work done in a very short period of time so in a way that's something to look forward to though not so keen on what the checkouts are going to look like uh, yeah I think that's a good point John it's uh, there certainly will be uh, a fair amount of work um yeah, as you say, after the self-isolating, um, God knows what the uh, some of the properties will look like. Um, but uh, and also, Melissa made the point though of just just keeping in touch and communicating like we've done today. Uh, you certainly have alleviated a lot of my queries and concerns, and I'm sure other people to hear this will will also agree. Um, it definitely has been very useful. Um, I'm I'm very grateful for for your time and also Melissa's. It's been it's been brilliant, really, very helpful. Oh, that's lovely, you, and that's really great to hear. And like I said, that's what we're here for. And anything that can do to help because and to be fair it helps me as well because you know as I'm talking I'm thinking about things and putting things into place and action for me myself because I'm still running a business yes I'm doing the inventory base academy and, and we're podcasting etc but I'm still running a business I've still got clients to worry about still got uh, clerks to worry about and plus all the normal family pressures, financial pressures as well. So it's not um, something I'm not aware of. I, I'm, I'm living it the same as everybody else is. So um, anything I think we can all do to help each other is, is just going to be a good thing. So I'm um, looking yeah. forward to um, talking to you both again really, really soon, hopefully on a positive note with um, whatever the Chancellor decides to um provide for us um later on today but we shall see but in the meantime thank you so much melissa thank you so much ewan and we'll podcast again soon thank you thank, yes thank you both it was nice talking to you thank you thanks for joining us this week on the inventory professional podcast if you've enjoyed the show subscribe to our podcast now and share the love this podcast was brought to you by Inventory Base, providers of industry-leading property inspection software, accredited training, and on-demand property reports.